This is GOI Radio and I am your host Chitra Anand and I am broadcasting from the radio station of Gallery of Ideas broadcasting live from Barcelona Spain and today is February 24th On this talk show you will find your own encouragement for your unique journey on holistic health and empowered living You will be provided tools and tips not to just survive this life but thrive in the areas of health, career, family and self-care. So come with your big bold empowered life with me on my talk show on GOI Radio. Are you ready? I sure am. Our topic for today is empowered living and we will also integrate principles of holistic health. On today's show I am excited to offer you the best tips and pointers on how to get started on a highly successful holistic healthy and empowering lifestyle. So prepare to take off. Thanks always to the nice feedback we received. It is really lovely to hear being appreciated and kindly check out our Facebook group GOI Radio Polyglot Barcelona Details of all shows are posted on a regular basis and you can reach us there to comment or ask questions So today I have a really assortment of uh, topics to share and talk about and some of them are going to be an extension of the boundary topics that I usually share and it is so important for our own well-being and for our holistic health and also to empower ourselves when we are in ego consciousness unaware of our ego We believe everything is about us. We take everything personally. We take people's behavior to mean something about who we are. This leads to a lot of suffering, confusion and self-shaming. The way people behave is a reflection of their own internal emotional world. how we speak how we react how we cope are all reflections of our conditioning our attachments our communities and the macro culture we exist in when we become the witness when we objectively observe we can understand that human beings are walking projections projecting their past within the present moment and it is nothing personal for so many years without knowing this fact this kind of a truth i used to suffer so much because almost everything that i infer from the outside world i would process it with my mind and my mind i always knew was filled really want to say the word junk but honestly that's pretty much what it was with a compilation of so many experiences and my own interpretation of interpretation of it and uh 
inaccurately gather information again my interpretation of it and all of these inevitably led to suffering and confusion and that is one of the reasons i continue to talk about this because our conditioning it affects our everyday life and if we do not train ourselves to catch our conditioning we would unconsciously and unaware extend it into our present moment and thereby again clutter that present moment with so much of the past history that we really do not want to see again but the more we do not want to see that again the more we are seeing it again because it is our own doing we all are interconnected we all impact each other people who hurt us betray us or shame us can cause deep wounds but the most important thing here is they are also doing the very same thing to themselves when we are conscious when we are aligned when we are at peace with self we are at peace with others when we are in an internal battle with ourselves when we have have not begun our journey we judge and so we harm wisdom is knowing that though we like to personalize people's behavior it it makes the ego feel relevant it makes the ego feel i matter it makes the ego feel this is all about me it makes the ego feel so important so judgmental and it just strengthens itself with the fact that it is all about me but that is not the truth but that is what the ego wants to think and that is what it likes to think and so it really strengthens its false sense of identity codependency conditioning begins in childhood we disconnect from ourselves and our own needs in the process to be seen as good and we continue to do that as we grow into adults our entire self image comes from how people view us which is why codependency leads to people pleasing care taking and lack of boundaries and again and again so many of my talk shows cover this particular concept because we really need to register these facts and to truly integrate it into our lives because unless we understand and monitor how all of this works within ourselves we are going to lack the knowledge of how to come out of it it also leads to resentment because when we outsource our validation to others we ride an emotional roller coaster we place our self image in the hands of another person how we feel about us then becomes how people feel about us this is an illusion we are so fixated on the perception of us that we betray ourselves in the process boundaries sometimes seem terrifying and bring up a lot of a ton of guilt and shame and if we were raised in homes where there were no concept of boundaries and pretty much i would like to say many in india fit into this category 
there were because maybe of the number of people that were growing up in one household and i'm not saying it is a right thing or a wrong thing i'm just saying we just grew up without knowing this and so those conditionings today um create so much of resentment and anger within ourselves and to learn that we we are worthy and to completely love ourselves is a whole new journey it is a reflection of the relationship that i have with myself that i have with the self for some reason when i was getting ready for the talk today i came across so many um snippets and uh, short stories from osho i have talked about osho in many of my shows and i have discussed his um, biography and how he impacted my life in many of the earlier shows and you can find it all in the podcast the recorded podcast so i always welcome um the messages that come to me that it can be in the form of short stories it can be in the form of a snippet it can be some facts it can be what somebody quotes from books i just always keep myself open i always do that every single day and i have done that all of my life but when i have started doing the radio talk show i started to notice how these uh, information just gather around me or rather how the these information that i talk find its way to me and it is almost always that all of this is happening for me so i i'm always excited about it and also very humbled because in the scheme of things i already am aware how ins- insignificant a person i am and how very very ordinary i, I am and how a, a very ordinary life i lead so anything that uh, is so impressive of a greater magnitude when it when you come across that it is not only humbling but of course it is filling me with joy so this is one thing there are a few things today i will be sharing from osho and one of it is one of the great philosophers of greece plato was a contemporary of diogenes they were continuously in controversy because diogenes was a mystic and he knew things which plato could not even dream of and although plato was a great philosopher and in the books and the histories of philosophy you will find plato but you will not find as much of diogenes but the real thing was with diogenes not with plato who was a great thinker a giant intellectual diogenes was a simple childlike innocent man but he knew something which thousands of platos together could not know one day when plato was on a morning walk by the side of the sea he saw a man it was early in the morning a little dark the sun had not risen yet he could not figure out who the man was this man was diogenes and in a spoon he was bringing he would go to the ocean take the water in the spoon he had made a small hole in the sand pour the water into the sand and then go back 
Plato, standing there, saw him doing it, and he looked like a madman. For a moment, Plato thought, I should not interfere, but such is the mind, it becomes curious. Maybe he is not mad, perhaps he is doing something meaningful, and I am not aware of it, and what if I am wrong? So he said to the man with the spoon, Please forgive me for interrupting. I do not want to interrupt you. You may be involved in some great work, but what is going on? Diogenes said, I am trying to empty the ocean. Plato said, My God, with this teaspoon? And then the sun was rising and Diogenes started laughing and said, Plato, what else are you doing? Then Plato recognized Diogenes. He used to live naked, but that day he was covered with a cloth just to hide himself, so Plato would not know him at first. Otherwise, he might not have interrupted. Plato was simply stunned. He could not answer. Diogenes said, That's what you are trying to do. Your mind is nothing but a teaspoon and with it you are trying to exhaust the oceanic existence. What I am doing is just to remind you. I know it is not possible. You should also remember that what you are doing is also impossible. So this is, I am sharing this from Osho's words. The next, I want to share a quote from Paramahamsa Yogananda. I have talked extensively about the book, um, The Autobiography of the Yogi by uh, Paramahamsa Yogananda. So today, I just want to share this quote. Millions of people never analyze themselves. Mentally, they are mechanical products of the factory of their environment. Preoccupied with breakfast, lunch and dinner, working and sleeping, and going here and there to be entertained. They don't know what or why they are seeking, nor why they never realize complete happiness and lasting satisfaction. By evading self-analysis, people go on being robots, conditioned by their environment. True analysis is the greatest art of progress. And the quote stops there. Pretty much from my very first talk, I have insisted how important it is to do the self-reflection, how important it is to meditate, how very, very important it is to sit by yourself and observe your thoughts, observe your feelings, observe what comes up within you. Because to me, all the answers are right here. I never could get it how we can search for it somewhere else. Where can it possibly be? Because it has to be within us, right? I. That's something I knew. I mean, as something I, instead of saying I knew, I probably would like to say, um, was I felt it or m- more um, accurate would be I was aware of that 
and that is so crucial it's not just if you were in the spiritual path it is just so important for everybody but even though i speak of all that i know innumerable people around me i would have to say pretty much everyone around me who really do not do that they always find excuses for not sitting alone the sitting alone thing is so scary for so many uh, this is from my real experience you know real life where i you know the people whom i know in real life i do not say anything i just watch i i i also definitely do not judge you know i don't judge like you can't find time you should do this you can't do this you must do this i never ever do that and i never ever tell either i just stopped it because i see how uh, the tendency is to avoid to avoid being alone avoid being alone with your thoughts and your feelings and emotions and above all to reflect it is so scary to figure out what is it that it's going to bring up and from my own experience i can tell the stuff that usually comes up is not nice it is it is very very difficult and very tough but it is a process to me it is a process of evolving and when you do not do that you were really stuck in the mud you know so to speak so and it's not like every single moment something is going to come up or every single time you do it that is going to be an effect it's just a gradual work of art but investing that time on yourself that is what makes the difference that is what that is what that makes the difference to you so i want to talk about one of my very favorite topics how to be a better listener as you might remember i have said many times how my husband who never used to be a good listener and for many years it used to bother me that i used to talk and he would not listen but gradually i figured out that he was listening <laughs> i find it so amusing that it kind of dawned a little bit late on me it is just that he is an extremely intelligent person and he would quickly grasp whatever i was going to say uh, long before i uh, you know i would just start and as as my the topic of what i wanted to talk the trend uh, kind of moved in some direction that's it he got the point <laughs> but for me i had to go on about it right i had to many times uh, nowadays i keep it short but there were many times many years i would want to go on about it for a long lengthy period of time and and i think he did not have the patience for that so but he has turned out to be a very good listener and but these are great um, points that i want to share if uh, you know anyone you can share this with them whom you think could become a better listener or you yourself could practice it and this is one of the very powerful things i learned in 2020 um i came across this i pretty much come across a lot of uh, personalities you know um, especially on the spiritual path but even other other people who you know talk on how we can improve ourselves and so much self talk so this person is uh, name is uh, nandapani and um, 
I was uh, admiring him, you know, uh, about how his commitment and how he was learning to focus. And he has really great talks on YouTube. And I picked up this point from him on how to focus. Uh, I, for one, I'm not good at it. And I would, um, left to myself, I am an expert at letting my mind wander. I have pretty much done it all my life and I, I am aware of it. And for me, the momentum would gather like super fast. So I really have a lot to talk on about this topic and I'm going to face it out. I'm going to share some more in the next talk. But for, for now, I just want to make a point how Dandabarni recommended that some pick up any act that you do every day. Pick up an act that is uh, kind of easy, convenient and which you do every day and hone that act to uh, improve your focus, improve the focus of the mind, improve how to focus yourself and to stay tuned to your focus. So I picked up um, having the conversation with my husband or rather when my husband talks, I picked up that aspect of my daily life. For one thing, my husband talks a lot. And for another thing, many times he doesn't care if I reply or not. So I started training my mind that way to focus. So I have to admit many times in the past when he talked, I would tune myself out because uh, I really, um, I, I also do not have patience that much for, you know, people who ramble. So I used to do that. But now in, in 2020, I started practicing this. I would just completely bring myself to attention and pretty much all of the conversation or the talk from my husband's end would be some day-to-day uh, -day stuff, right? It's not like a huge uh, national significance. Of course, we really don't have much to say about the national significance or the world global significance, but um, it was very easy for me to tune in and um, to stay present, completely present and train my mind to focus on what he is talking about, how he is, um, his emotions with his conversation, how he sounds, whether he is eager about it, whether he is excited about it, whether he is happy about it, uh, and his feelings behind those words. So it has uh, helped me a lot, you know, to track my own mind after that, because after, when I kept doing this for a few months, I was able to uh, more easily spot when my mind started to wander. So I will keep talking about it in the next show. But for now, how to be a better listener, some of the do's and don'ts. So do tune in to what the other person is saying. Stay curious. Don't spend your time planning what you are going to say next or waiting for your turn to speak. Do make understanding a goal. Confirm what you heard with the speaker to see if you have it right. Don't try to fix things or offer unsolicited advice. Do repair if you interrupt, get distracted, become defensive or misunderstand. Don't split your focus between the speaker and your phone or something else. Multitasking is a fallacy. Do ask clarifying questions. Don't try to finish or anticipate what the speaker is saying. Do inhabit the role of a passenger on the speaker's train of thought. Follow their journey at their pace. Don't 
try to finish or anticipate what the speaker is saying don't take what the other person is saying so personally that you become defensive and unable to hear their side do be aware of how much time you spend talking in the conversation don't completely shut down your own reaction to what the other person is saying your feelings and reactions are valid and it is good to pay attention to what comes up for you here is one more story from osho it goes like this socrates was dying his disciples started crying and weeping it was natural but he said to them stop don't disturb me let me inquire into death do not distract me you can cry later on i will be gone soon right now let me inquire what death is i have been waiting my whole life for this moment to go into the reality of death Socrates was poisoned he was lying on his bed watching what death is inquiring what death is and then he said to his disciples my feet are getting numb but i am still as much as i was before nothing has been taken away from me my feeling of my being is as total as before my feet are gone then he said my legs are gone my stomach is feeling numb and then he said my hands are feeling numb but he was very excited and ecstatic when he said but i still say to you i am the same nothing has been taken away from me and then he started smiling and he said this shows that sooner or later death will take my heart also but it cannot take me Then he said my hands are gone now even my heart is sinking and these will be my last words because my tongue is becoming numb but i tell you remember these are my last words i am still the same total this is the inquiry into death from the very conception to the very end man is an inquiry into the search for truth and if you are not searching for truth you are not a man or woman then you have missed then at the most you look like a man but you are not man or woman your humanity is only in appearance but not in your heart and don't be deceived by appearances when you look in the mirror you can see that you are a man or a woman that proves nothing unless your inquiry grows to such heights that your whole energy is transformed into inquiry and you become a quest you are not man or woman that is the difference between other animals and man they live they don't inquire they simply live they do not inquire no animal or tree or any other being other than man has ever asked what is the truth what is life what is the meaning of life why are we here from where do we come to what goal are we destined no tree no bird no animal this big earth has not asked this this tremendously vast sky has never inquired about it 
That is the glory of being a human. We are very small but bigger than the sky because something in us is unique, the inquiry. Even the vast sky is not, is not so vast as man because there may be an end to the sky but there is no end to man's inquiry. It is an eternal pilgrimage, beginningless and endless. So these are the words from Osho. On a different topic, I want to share a recipe called dry fruits and seeds granola bar. This is very healthy, very nutritious, very easy to make and you can carry anywhere for a snack or while you go hiking or you can even have it at home, wherever, you know, at work or wherever you want to. The ingredients are 200 grams of dates that are pitted, 1 cup hot water, 100 grams chopped cashew, 100 grams chopped almonds, 100 grams chopped walnut, 50 grams of pumpkin seed, 100 grams rolled oats, 2 teaspoon of chia seed, 2 teaspoon of flax seed, quarter cup of rice crisps. Step by step method of making, soak dates, I'm sorry, soak dates in hot water for one hour blend to a smooth paste without adding any water and keep it aside take a pan and add um, let me just uh, interrupt with a small hint i usually use my food processor for this so once you soak the dates in the hot water you just remove the dates from the hot water and just uh, blend it into a smooth paste without adding any water at all not even the soaked water or any other water and it is very easy to do it on um, food processor i use i use qc or you can use a vitamix these are really easy to use or any blender that you have take a pan and add chopped cashew almonds walnut dry roast them on low flame for five minutes or until the nuts turn crunchy and keep them aside to the same pan, add pumpkin seeds, flax seed, chia seed on low flame and keep it aside. I usually put the pumpkin seed and chia seeds first into the pan and at the very last second I add flax seeds because flax seeds tend to splutter. Transfer the roasted nuts to a bowl and keep aside. To the same pan, add dates, paste and saute on medium flame. Cook until the date paste thickens. Add in roasted nuts, raisins and seeds, turn off the flame and mix well making sure everything is combined well. And at this uh, time, you know, you're very, when you're nearing the end, when you're mixing up everything, turn off the flame. Remember to do, the, do that. Roast rolled oats on medium flame until it turns aromatic in a pan. Later blend it to a fine powder. Add an oats powder to the dry fruit dates mixture combined well keeping mixing and keep mixing until the mixture thickens and also add the puffed rice or the rice krispies. Transfer the prepared mixture into a greased baking tray lined with baking paper. Set well forming a block and press the granola mixture into the pan. It is quite easy to do this. You can just press with your hands. Uh, press the granola mixture into the pan and allow setting for one hour in the fridge. After the hour, you can unmold it and cut it into pieces. And you can serve these energy bars in a in an airtight container for a month in the fridge. And these are this is a very um, nutritious, easy, healthy way 
uh, to get in um, the snack and you can also take it anywhere with you so this is um, uh, and the other um, energy balls that i shared a few talks ahead is a huge hit with my um, uh, facebook uh, women only groups and a lot of them keep trying it over and over again and all of these recipes that i shared on the talk show have been tried many times tried and tested uh, many times uh, in the whole family adults and children and uh, when only when i get really favorable uh, feedback that i share it with you so do give this a try in my story segment i want to share a story of how god helps this is a very inspiring story once upon a time there was a small village by the river everyone lived happily and offered regular prayers at the village temple and were very happy once during the monsoon season it rained heavily the river started overflowing and flood started entering the village and everyone started to evacuate their homes and set out to go to a safe place one man ran to the temple he quickly went to the priest's room and told the priest the flood water has entered into our homes and it is rising quickly and water has also started to enter the temple we must leave the village as in no time it will the village will sink under the flood waters everyone has to clear out of the village to a safer place and you must come along he said to the priest but the priest told the man i am not an atheist like you all and i have full faith in god I trust the god that he will come and save me I will not leave the temple you may go And so the man left Soon the water level started to rise and reached waist height The priest climbed on a desk After a few minutes a man with a boat came to rescue the priest He told the priest I was told by the villagers that you are still inside the temple so I have come to rescue you please climb into the boat but the priest again refused to leave giving him the same reason and so the boatman left the water kept rising and reached the ceiling so the priest climbed on top of the temple he kept praying to god to save him Soon a helicopter came and they dropped a rope ladder for the priest and asked him to climb and get inside the helicopter so they could take him to a safer place but the priest once again refused to leave and again gave the same reason so the helicopter left to search and help others at last when the temple nearly submerged the under the water the priest kept his head high and asked oh lord i have worshiped you all my life and kept my faith in you why did you not come and save me suddenly god appeared in front of him with a smile and he said oh you madman i came to save you three times i came running to ask you to leave for a safe place 
I came with a boat. I came with a helicopter. What is your fault? Why did you not recognize me? The priest immediately realized his mistake and asked for forgiveness. He got his chance to go to a safe place one more time, which he accepted. You see, in life, in your life, do you believe in God? But do you recognize God? Do you recognize the signs that are sent for you? God sends you opportunities all the time. They come unknowingly, but sometimes we fail to grab the opportunities or to see the opportunities that life or God throws at us. If you see an opportunity, don't think twice. Go and grab your chance. Go and grab that sign of life. If you don't, there will always be another opportunity. But why waste time? Though I have talked a lot of about gratitude, the need to write it down, to stay in that space and to write a journal. This is something to touch base every now and then. One of the more powerful benefits is it can make you more mindful helping you to become more grounded and also making it easier to notice even more things you are grateful for. Gratitude journaling can help you feel more balanced and less thrown off by daily stress. You may notice that a lot more small good things are happening. Your gratitude might act as a beacon to good things and good people. It can even make you feel accomplished even if it is a relatively small accomplishment. Beware, it might just make you more giving and generous to others. But don't worry, it is not always about money. Gratitude journaling can provide a sense of context or interconnectedness. It can remind us how things in life are connected to one another and guide us to one of those rare moments in which we truly recognize that the world is so much bigger than us. On my journey, which I call life, I did not know all of these things and no one spelt it for me. I had to really dig in deep within me and requiring a lot of hard work and intention and striving. It is always the best case scenario to live a healthier life. There are multiple things we can do to improve the quality of our life and most of it is rooted in taking better care of our health. What does it mean to live a healthier life? A healthy life is one that contributes to your overall health and well-being. Although diet and exercise play a role in your state of health, they are not the sole factors of your health. Exercise. If you have not already invested in a regular exercise regimen, it is time to create a ritual that will enable you to get active as soon as possible. Managing stress. Make it your mission this year to become better at managing your stress levels. Stress can prove harmful to your health if left unchecked for too long. Stress can also trigger feelings of anxiety and depression, leaving us vulnerable to mood swings or even self-harm. 
There are dozens of actions you can take to manage your stress including but not limited to exercise, mindful meditation, learn to say no and set limits, get social support from your family and friends, practice self-care, make time for yourself, enjoy your favorite hobby, take care of your mental health. It is only natural to minimize the importance of your mental health and wellness if you have never experienced an episode of mental illness. Maintain a healthy diet. Falling off the wagon of healthy eating is easy. Just remember to pick yourself up, dust your bottom off and get back on track. The food you eat can play a significant role in your health and how you feel. Watch your soda, alcohol and sugar intake as these things can be a bit toxic to the body. These are some of the ways to live a healthier life. Your path to health and wellness may look a bit different than those around you, but it does not make the journey any less vital. Remember to practice self-care, avoiding those things and people who may try to compel to sacrifice your needs. Imagine an experience that makes you happy. Maybe it's the first time you learn to ride a bike, you learn to drive a car or you bought a car. Happiness curled your toes when the object of your desire came closer within your grasp. Or maybe delight swam in your entire body when an ocean breeze ruffled your hair. Or that unforgettable moment your boss surprised you with a promotion. Or maybe looking at your bank balance made you halt your walk when it showed you thousands of dollars from your side business. Or maybe your mind is conjuring up that goofy smile on your face when you bought your car or your nice house. And there are so many more experiences that would have brought a smile to your face and made you happy. But have you ever wondered why? Why are you happy when great experiences walk into your home? Are experiences really the reason for putting a gorgeous smile on your face? Is it the ocean you're gazing at the reason you're thrilled? Or is it something else, something else you've not thought of before? We may believe that it's the quality of the sunset that gives us pleasure, but in fact it is the quality of our own immersion in the sunset that brings the delight, says Nan Abhya Kema. Maybe you are reading this or listening to this and sipping your favorite coffee or watching the sunset through your window or watching television or just walking in the street and you are wondering, The sunset I am looking at is my favorite coffee color and I am drinking it now. But why am I not happy in this moment? You are not the only one who believes having more great experiences or external things can cause happiness. But Buddhism says happiness comes not from what you are experiencing but how mindfully you are absorbed in that experience. And this is truly mind-blowing, isn't it? The most expensive tea in the world does not make you happy if you are not immersed in that experience.
while the cheapest tea in the world can make your heart dance with happiness if you sip it slowly and think of an image of maybe when you were growing up your mother was making tea for you the quality of the tea does not matter here how immersed you are when you drink your tea matters the quality of the sunset is not what matters how immersed you are when you gaze at it that matters Ever since I read about this unique happiness recipe from Buddhism I've been thinking of childhood experiences As a little girl I had a habit of deliberately sliding off a part of the sheet near my leg and pretend to be asleep My dad would come open the bedroom door carefully very quietly walk towards me and very quietly tuck me in and Again when it uh, was uh, time to wake up in the morning my dad would come and wake me up and I I still very distinctly remember I would never want to wake up in the first try then I would sleepily ask my dad you know five more minutes can I sleep for five more minutes and he would always say yes and later on I would never even ask I would just point five fingers So these memories are so beautiful but now I realize something else made me happy child more than that experience my total absorption of that experience made me happy that was the same when I used to read books it I even now I can recall how extraordinarily happy I used to be and pretty much most of my childhood was spent that way so the total absorption of that experience is what actually makes that happiness and we are very mindful when we are young as a child we are even more mindful now as an adult we can very easily get distracted if you are not present in whatever you are experiencing your experiences become meaningless so you need to pay attention to the quality of your experience Buddhist meditators can reach the height of rapture by focusing on something as boring as the breath. But pretty much all meditators all over the world agree the breath is the most powerful instrument that we have. It is very much within our reach and very much within everybody's reach. And it's not something you know you are carrying it everywhere you go. it is not something that you have to make an appointment to meet or see or something it is right there with you it's with your presence and when you turn your attention towards the breath your entire focus shifts and it makes um, that moment it just makes so, so much more depth in that moment You should really try this if you have not already done this. This is so easy because it is right there. That is the easiest spot. But why the difficulty? The difficulty lies in the fact that we are always distracted. Always distracted with um uh, so many things happening with the uh, work, with pressures, with stress, food related and the list is endless. just try it and you know the easiest form 
of uh, slipping into meditation is also watching the breath i used to do that even when i was young it was so easy to do it but i do recall that i was never able to be consistent nor was i as focused as i should have been because I, i too used to get so distracted my mind used to wander but over the years the experience has deepened the experience has deepened into a kind of a wisdom and i am able to clearly see the power of the breath the power of watching the breath the power of being present with breath and our whole, whole presence being aware of our whole presence do try this thanks for joining me this evening i had a great time have a pleasant rest of the day till next week bye